just imagining a scenario where you're just like knocking on like your neighbor's door. Oh, can I come in and charge my phone so I can get in my house? <laughs> I just need 20%. <laughs> it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slave. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slave. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest super entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this week, Superman wants to give you a mustache ride. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Deadpool's <laughs> domino starts to fall in place. Uh, okay. You'll see what we're talking about later. Uh, we cannot hide from the Transformers franchise. Like, okay. We can't we can't turn into like a toaster and hide from them. Like they're, they're, it's everywhere and more. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Transformers, uh, I think one of my favorite fan theories of how to explain the Pixar Cars universe is that they're all like um, stunted Transformers that just haven't been able to get out of their like <laughs> car phase before. I think there's more to the theory, but like that's like part of it. Like that's kind of like why they can like speak and they have like eyes and some like appendages and stuff like that. Like they're just kind of like stuck in the car form. <laughs> That that's a horrible theory, but you know what? Anything's possible at this point. Yeah, that was a good intro. I mean, you, you said a mustache ride, and that that kind of uh, connects a little bit with news that we probably wouldn't talk about normally of uh, that Super Troopers sequel finally mm-hmm. like uh, wrapping. Uh, I don't know if they're wrapping filming or wrapping editing or something I, like I, that. But I th- I thought they'd be done. like they started filming a long time ago. So my assumption is they're probably like working on effects and stuff like that, like. Mm-hmm. color grading and, and such like that so I, I it's, it's great i mean someone asked me i think my wife asked me last week she's like whatever happened to that i'm like i don't know i guess, <laughs> I guess we'll see it eventually they're making it yeah, <laughs> yeah you usually can't uh can't hype it too much when you're in the middle of making it probably but, um, probably not a lot of on-set photos uh people are claiming for that one uh, not like everything else yeah. we talk about. Yeah, I don't think just Jared is on the set of uh, <laughs> of that movie, like trying to snap pics of who's got mustaches. Yeah, it looks looks like the same set from the first one. No one's going to tell any difference on the photo. So yeah, but uh, but speaking of uh, movies. I finally finished watching the extended trilogy of Lord of the Rings. It's it's pretty much like taken me a month. I was going to say, I mean, how I long ago do you start on <laughs> these three things? Like, uh, I, I was able to watch the first two in, in one weekend. It was um, it took me quite a bit of time. I think it even might have been like a holiday weekend. Maybe it was like an extra day I had in there somewhere. But um, watching Return of the King yesterday was really fun because I realized I hadn't seen that movie since it was in theaters, and now I'm about to make you feel old, Chris, 14 years ago. Wow. <laughs> that movie came out 14 years ago, and that's how long I has been since did, I'd seen it. Did you feel old saying that, too, or are you just trying to make me feel old? No, no, I felt okay. old saying it, too, so... Um, it was just really it was uh it was really cool because obviously I remember some of the more iconic scenes and stuff you know cuz you know those movies have been like memed out of control so I obviously remembered you know Frodo you know throwing the ring into Mordor you know that specific scene I knew that the ending of the movie was like 20 different endings so I was getting ready for that but um it was really cool because once I got to the end of the movie like I really felt like I was on like this really long journey, long ride. I guess that's that's one of the consequences of the extended trilogy. It does feel like you've been in the world for a lot more than maybe the theatrical cut. So like at the ending, even though I kind of knew the endings that were coming up, I was like getting emotional. I was like, oh god, Frodo, your journey. This was this was really tough for you and Sam, wasn't it? And I was like, oh, they saved Middle Earth. This is so great. And um, and when you're watching these extended movies. You know, and it had been so long since I'd seen theatrical cut. I don't really remember what was in them before and what wasn't. But uh, I was talking to some people last night at a party, and they were filling me in on, um, I guess, the overlord of of uh, Mordor, or I guess they call him Sauron's so, mouth. Okay. He was, I guess, he was added to um, to Return of the King. And when I was watching it yesterday, I was like, this dude looks super freaking cool. Like, his mouth is awkwardly large. This helmet's covering his face. I was like, how do I not remember this guy the first time I watched the movie slash the only time I watched the movie? He looks so cool and creepy. And, like, when he's talking, there's, like, black kind of goo, like, oozing between his teeth. And I was like, this thing is, like, creepy as hell. And he's, like, really twitchy and, like, moving around real quick. Then he gets his head chopped off. And I was like, oh, man, this is really satisfying. (laughs) Oh, well. I mean, I, I think it's one of those things like, you know, at the point in that time, I don't think I wasn't 
enveloped in the Lord of the Rings culture in the 2000s, like early 2000s. But like mm-hmm. since the movies have come out, that subgenre, subculture has grown so much, and they've been able; those people have been able to watch it and rewatch it, and like build entire wikis based on these movies. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's something beneficial we live in, where people can document this stuff online now, and we're like, oh, okay, so this is everything. Like, we get it more now than we did, you know, fourteen to fifteen years ago when we watched it the first time. Yeah, one of one of my bigger takeaways from finishing uh, the extended trilogy was like. This is, like, all really interesting stuff. I can appreciate it a lot more since, you know, I'm not basically, like, a freshman in high school uh, uh, watching these movies. So, or I guess even some of the earlier ones uh, could have been even, like, middle school possibly. But I was like, I heard that Shadow of Mordor game, I guess, mm-hmm. is pretty good. So I don't know what time period that so, takes place in, but, like, that might be fun to play. I actually I actually own it. Um, oh, okay. I, I actually bought it for my wife um, when we first got an Xbox One because I was playing a lot of Destiny. Uh-huh. And I know she, um, you know, being an English teacher, she likes Lord of the Rings. That's so I got it for her, and, <laughs> I, and I ended up playing it instead. Um, uh-huh. And it takes place, I think, way before the movies do, because it has to deal with the elf who built the rings for for Sauron. Uh, okay, and like taking over this guy who's like, like, I, I don't know. I guess some sort of magic. He's working with this guy, like taking over him to, you know fight off the orcs in these this orc land so i it's it's before the movies is when it takes place i believe uh, okay that might be pretty cool but and there's a sequel have... there's a sequel coming out this fall to it as well oh cool so i wonder if maybe that's going to be on a different time frame or maybe same it, character. It's, it's right after the first one so it's the same characters but the way they do it it's called a legacy system so uh-huh. if you win or lose a battle like that will play forward going forward so if someone beats you like an orc beats you you know, he will remind you of that when you face him later, like, you know, whatever. Oh, or if you cut cool. off, like, you kill someone or you, you maim them in battle and they get away, like, they still have those scars later on in the game as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then that, that that kind of gave me, like, a, a cool thought of, like, what 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 does Middle-earth look like, like, three or four hundred years, like, after, like, you know, all of this stuff that happened in Lord of the Rings, you know, since they said, you know, this this new age of man is coming does make you wonder like what does middle earth look like maybe when they start to kind of like figure out what maybe like technology is a little bit like that would be that'd be some cool fan fiction let me know if there's some like comic books out there about that that'd be cool like like the the um modern age of of lord of the rings world kind of thing yeah that'd be cool they kind of actually they kind of did that a little bit in the avatar the last airbender universe when they made the new series legend of korra they advanced kind of the civilizations on this planet from kind of like basically what was in Middle Earth, kind of like old world type of stuff. And then in this new series, I think it was maybe 80 years in the future, um, they kind of were starting to um, adapt like steam technology and stuff. And so there's like these pre-proto cars out there. So if you, if, I guess if people have a thirst for that kind of stuff, uh, watch those two series. Really Isn't good. that what the movie Bright is kind of about? Like if Lord of the Rings like made it to today? <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, Netflix is uh, trying to quench my thirst here. Yeah, they, they, they had their, their finger on your pulse, Mike. They knew exactly uh-huh. what you wanted. And they are like, you know what? Let's get Will Smith. Mike loves Will Smith. <laughs> But 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 speaking all of this kind of uh, ancient old world medieval stuff, you watched some medieval stuff since I our did. last episode. Thank, right? thank, that's a great thing. So yes, so I <laughs> I was I I watched Game of Thrones with my wife, um, mm-hmm. and a little bit of backstory. I'm not a Game of Thrones fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone who knows this knows that because I watched the first season when it was out, and I just it, I just didn't get into it. I'm not you know um, you know mid- medieval like. That kind of stuff is not for Chris, um, first and <laughs> foremost. So I watched the first season. I'm like, okay, eh, not not into this. I'm not going to pick it up. Then, you know, after the first season, everybody started watching Game of Thrones. So everyone's yeah, like, you oh, eat. you don't like it because it's popular. I'm like, no, I, I don't like it because I just didn't like it when it came out. So mm-hmm. um, so I skipped uh, seasons two, three, and four. And then I started <laughs> watching again with my wife in season five, um, which I think was a great time jump for me because I'm like – I these are the only people that matter. Everybody else apparently has died along the way. So if they're alive now, they're they're important, right? Uh-huh. Um, so I was able to watch this week's episode early. Uh, season 7, episode 4, leaked online a little early due to some uh, people, I guess, hijacking HBO servers. <laughs> yes, and please please uh, don't spoil anything because I'm watching it tonight. No, no I, I don't want to spoil anything. But I want to tell you out of 
seven years of Game of Thrones episode, this is Uh the first one I've truly ever enjoyed. Oh, wow. Uh, So I have to give this episode a Chris stamp of approval because it had me (laughs) on the edge of my seat. I I was loving it. It was finally something in this show that i really enjoyed so yes so yeah so obviously we don't really talk too much about game of thrones on superhero slate because we're concentrating on superhero stuff and there's if you have an appetite for like after shows or podcasts or about game of thrones there's there's so many of them out there because it's like the biggest show on air right now so you know we don't really need to fill that that need but this season of game of thrones has been really crazy because they're kind of in this position where like the showrunners like hey we don't want to do 10 episode seasons it's just too much freaking work but obviously you're still going to give us the same amount of money to make say seven episodes or six i don't remember what it's it is se- it's seven this year six next year yeah so they're just condensing everything down trying to get to this inevitable conclusion of the series so man like every episode has had like this season has some sort of like awesome thing that usually you have to wait until like episode eight and and you only get once per season. So like this is this season has been like firing off like crazy and I love it. It's almost like the one of the best ways you can send a show off into the sunset is just like cranking it till eleven the last two yeah. seasons. So I've been I've been really enjoying it. So what I've noticed, you know, compared to seasons one and, and later on, they don't show a lot of people traveling anymore. Like they're just yeah. like they're there. Great move on with the story and and i really enjoyed the, the quicker pace later in in these seasons um uh, but with episode four we are halfway through the show this year so um i i'm i was very impressed with what they did and i just had to give it a, a good shout out for for once in the, in the show's history i, well, I really right. had a good time well now you've uh really overhyped uh yeah. <laughs> the episode tonight and it's going to be really weird because um you know we, we are able to watch the uh show out here on hbo now at six o'clock our time over here on the west coast and then as soon as it's over we'll be heading to a a, a viewing party to watch the 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 new sharknado sharknado 5 oh so five. i'm gonna be going wow. i'm gonna be going from very polarizing types of entertainment from like high quality prestige television to just like tv movie about sharks in a tornado well the the movie that you know um keeps you guys living fairly well in, in la so <laughs> fairly well i think that's an overstatement well, <laughs> but at least when you get home, you at least get another new episode of Rick and Morty. So yeah, there we go. I got that. The you, you've got a you've got a Sharknado sandwich going on here. Yeah, there's yeah. So there's some uh, some uh, different ranges of entertainment tonight. But uh, that's not what we're here to talk about, is it? Chris? No, it's not. So we're gonna jump into <laughs> some superheroes. You get a little slice of life from us this week because yeah, I mean, there's a lot of news, but I mean, nothing groundbreaking. Um, mm-hmm. So groundbreaking, one of the hottest topics for the past, I believe, two weeks, and it's the first time we've <laughs> talked about it this week, is mustache, mustache Gate on Justice oh, League. Uh, I love I love this news so much because I love everything about it because it really only affects the rich studios and it just gives us fans just something funny to look at like pictures of Henry Cavill in his Superman costume with a mustache with a mustache. <laughs> so to break it down for people, Henry Cavill is currently filming uh, Mission Impossible Six. And he is the villain in that movie, and every good villain has to have a mustache, right? That's, yeah. that's usually and how it, it goes. It, he looks really badass, too. I think that an image of him came out a couple weeks ago, but he's, like, hanging out of, like, a helicopter, I think, with his, like, mustache. He looks – he kind of looks like Archer uh, okay. with a mustache from uh, from Archer on FX. Yeah, it's, like, a very thick top, you know, upper lip mustache, and the rest is kind of scruffy around him. I, I want to say mm-hmm. it's kind of like a – you imagine Eastern European, like, Russian kind of mustaches. Um, mm-hmm. So he's on filming that, and I forget who owns Mission Impossible Six. Uh, is it- I, I want to say it's Universal. Okay, it's, it's Tom Cruise, so it's probably Universal. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's out there filming that, but also we know there's extensive reshoots for Justice League uh, going mm-hmm. on right now with Joss Whedon taking over, and and, and Warner Brothers. Um, he, he's somehow Henry Cavill is able to keep his schedule to do both of these movies right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, two huge movies. So, like this guy's yeah. coming up out of nowhere. Um, so, but the deal is when you're filming the same movie, like one, one week, one, the next week, you can't grow a mustache back that fast. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. Even Superman can't grow a mustache. No, he fast. can't. So the deal <laughs> came down to Warner Brothers, like we need back for, for shoots and we're probably gonna have him shave the mustache. And Universal was like, "Wait a minute, 
No. So <laughs> what is happening here is these studios have, have come to an agreement where someone is going to get either a CGI baby face or a CGI mustache. And who do you think won out on this one? Oh, I know who won out on it, and that's what makes the news the best is uh, Warner Brothers has to deal with the mustache. Yes, Warner Brothers lost, and they will be spending millions of dollars, probably building a whole company, to CGI off Henry Cavill's mustache for his reshoots in Justice League. Oh my god, and it's so great because it's so much easier to go the other way. I mean, if for some reason these studios could get along, they'd be like, Warner Brothers would be like, we will spend a million dollars on the most highest quality prosthetic mustache that there is on the planet you know we'll pay we'll pay a dude from russia to grow the mustache and then we'll finally pluck every hair and like put it on like a backing (laughs) so it's just like identical and they would still save money if they did that but more i love how universal is like no it's in the contract he's keeping that fucking stash yeah Yeah, he's on our schedule first so yeah it's just it's so funny and it's, it's blown up where Everyone's like, what's going on? Is, is Superman going to have a mustache? So on and so forth. So it uh-huh. definitely would have been way easier to you get put a, a fake one on him and then touch it up a little bit in post to make it match than uh-huh. to remove an entire mustache yeah. uh, the other way. So I, it's I, it's not a knock against Warner Brothers and Justice League, but, man, I'm, I'm going to be looking so hard for those mustaches. Oh, yeah. Things. It's going to be so great. Yeah, like... Like how is there going to be like how many frames of animation in uh, Justice League? Is there going to be like a stray hair just kind of like floating under his nose? I uh, can't wait. Yeah, I mean the best part is you know um, they've not even announced Superman's in the movie yet. Uh, <laughs> so like if you didn't know, well now you do, and now you know he's going to have um, a, a fake face on while he's doing that the whole time. Yeah, the, the, one of the the best repercussions is some of the fan cut trailers of Batman Superman where they've been adding mustaches to Superman. Like little like like villainous mustaches from like, you know, uh like wacky racers like the Dick Dash mustaches are like curly and trolled up. Oh man. Uh, this is the best kind of news. That that's kind of like one of the reasons why Hollywood is just like fun sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And that's a great way to kick off our show. We 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 like having some good news to to to, to jab out a little bit there. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna switch gears. We're gonna still stay in DC, but the Wonder Woman movie has a release date, possibly, Mike. If you're looking to pick that up and watch it at home, uh, mm-hmm. the digital is releases August 29th, with the physical being September 19th. So at the end of this month, you may be able to download you a copy of Wonder Woman. Yeah, we'll have to pick up some Wonder Woman because apparently she's turning into uh, basically the Iron Man of the Warner Brothers universe. <laughs> <laughs> they're just gonna, they're just gonna forget the other three happened. And like, this is where our universe starts, guys. Yeah, exactly. No looking back. Oh, I mean that's good for her. Like I said, it was a good movie. It's a good time. I I've never purchased a DC extended universe movie yet because you know I, I don't know like the way they did like the extended ultimate cuts and then there's a suicide squad <laughs> i did cut. i did chris every time i open up my itunes library and i just see the extended version of batman versus superman up there in the corner i'm just like god damn it can, if i didn't do this podcast i never would have had to buy that <laughs> can, can you right click and hide it is there like a, a secret stash of digital movies like oh i, I probably should look into that <laughs> the, the back room wink wink hint hint um but yeah so that's coming out i mean i've never bought one do you think they're gonna do an extended cut of wonder woman like an special you know i don't i don't think they have to because it was a good movie <laughs> okay yeah i mean i, I think it'll I, sell. I don't either but i you know no one was clamoring for a better suicide squad cut that didn't really make it better <laughs> so I, I just didn't know if they'd be like yeah we're gonna do this on every movie from now on uh kind of deal mm-hmm. but i guess not yeah hey, we'll, we'll we'll wing it after that, the, um, we might get another chance to see uh, Wonder Woman join team up with The Flash in the Flashpoint movie. Mm-hmm. Um, some news here. The movie is to feature Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman again and maybe some other superhero team-ups. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the Flashpoint storyline? Yeah, so uh, Flashpoint, basically, he uh, goes back in time. Uh, I believe it's maybe to selfishly save his mother or maybe he goes back in time. I think no, maybe you're, in you're the right. animated... Yeah, I think I thought in the animated movie he goes back in time by accident, but maybe I'm just not recalling correctly. But he goes back in time and he like screws up the timeline. Yeah. So in if the TV version has a watered down version of it, uh, he mm. goes back in time to save stop his mother from being killed from the Reverse Flash, mm. um, and then he creates this alternate future where a lot of things are different. Like Batman is technically um, Bruce Wayne's dad, Thomas Wayne, and the Joker mm-hmm. was his mom. Um, yeah. 
And that is kind of funny. The most memorable part about Flashpoint is Batman. So it's like, eh, it's just another Batman movie. Yeah, I, I try. I read it when it came out, and I was not. I wasn't feeling it as well at at the moment. And that, I think that kicked off the new Fifty Two universe. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it created a whole comics thing. But but so they're looking at this, um, maybe to rewrite the universe. I mean, we did see the the scene when the Flash came back in Batman v Superman to talk to Batman. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. So, part. but having Wonder Woman, Cyborg, all these other people show up, and that would be you know kind of cool. But also, the report said they're aiming for a 2020 release for Flashpoint. So they're looking to have average out Wonder Woman being uh, in the movies pretty much every year. She will not be in one next year, but having two this year, she'll be uh, a staple for the DC extended universe. Yeah, well, because like we got a character here that's working, so we we gotta we gotta pepper in through all the movies. But also, Flashpoint. Is kind of one of those movies when you think about like team ups and groups, kind of like how we thought of Civil War. Like, you know, Civil War for Marvel wouldn't work if they didn't have all those heroes in it. Flashpoint's kind of the same way. Like, what's the point of like changing history or doing something alternate um, if you don't have the other characters in it to see how they would change? So it makes sense that you would see, you know, Batman, Wonder Woman possibly in a. Well, I got to give them some, some applause here for being bold enough to be like, you know, if we're going to do Flashpoint, we're going to show people. An alternate universe, and Marvel hasn't really done that yet. They've shown us the universe as it is, mm-hmm. um, and you know, not minus the scenes where Tony, quote unquote, saw the future, kind of thing. Uh huh. Um, you know, to build a, a to show a whole new universe where, like this could potentially happen is is kind of groundbreaking in in these universe building worlds. Um, and I, I'd be I'd be okay with that. I'm I'm very much okay and on board with this because I think. <laughs> well, the the funny thing is that you bring that up. Um, so Infinity War Part Two should be 2019 mm-hmm. and if flashpoint is 2020 there's a chance that marvel could be doing some crazy stuff with it with infinity gems and maybe rebooting some universes and doing alternate stuff yeah so there's a chance that maybe marvel beats dc to the punch with flashpoint which would kind of take some of the wind out of their sails so uh i don't i don't know i it's it may- kind of weird i i would think this was a bizarre idea and it couldn't work um but Fox kind of pulled it off, surprisingly, with X-Men, with Days of Future Past. Obviously, it you know fell off the rails soon after that. But it worked in Days of Future Past, so maybe it can work mm-hmm. with DC. Yeah, I mean, it's to me, the superhero movies, when they go, they have the opportunity to go into fantastical and what-ifs and all these other scenarios because, you know, it's not real. Like, you know, someone sending someone back through their mind in the past, it's not real, right? But it's fun. It's comic booky. And it mm-hmm. can create all sorts of great stories that, you know, we're not stuck in the current timeline and we have <laughs> yeah. to fit in. So, And when you have to recast Batman, <laughs> you don't really have mentioned many options. Yeah, so <laughs> if they want to do a, a reboot and restructure themselves in 2020, by God, here's their out right now. So, <laughs> so they got that going for them. Uh, bad news for Suicide Squad 2. Um, the director, Jame Colette Sarah, I don't know. Uh, moves on to the movie Jungle Cruise based on the Disney ride starring The Rock mm-hmm. and um, no, there's no directors attached to Suicide Squad 2. Well, I think when you're a director and you have the chance to hit yourself to uh, The Rock, uh, you do it because whether the movie's good or not, you know he's going to bring people to your movie because it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So yeah. I'm not surprised. And then also that puts you underneath the Disney umbrella. And that's the umbrella you want to be under in Hollywood. So it's a very safe bet. You're going to make money and probably get another film after, <laughs> yeah, being on that. So um, uh, I mean, that's that's cool. I mean, I I don't know no one. I don't know anyone clamoring for a Suicide Squad two. <laughs> we kind of talked about this a little bit. There's the 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 Gotham City Sirens uh, movie, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. I mean, to me, no, so be it. They didn't have it on their panel at San Diego Comic Con, and and that's all right with me. Another one they didn't have is the uh, confirmed Nightwing movie as well. Yeah. Um, and the director came out and to talk about that today. He's like, you know, uh, Chris McKay, the director, said the movie is still in development, even though it wasn't on a DC's San Diego Comic Con panel, because mm-hmm. he didn't want to feel like he was backed into a release date to release the movie oh, when he gotcha. just wants to make the movie. You know, when when it's a good movie. Now, this could be an interesting story that they could tell in the cinematic universe of Warner Brothers that, you know, maybe some other places won't have the opportunity of, you You know, you have your Nightwing movie, you you make us fall in love with the character Nightwing and his struggle and everything that he's trying to do for the city, and then maybe segue his character into picking up the 
cowl of Batman. So maybe we show a character becoming Batman instead of just recasting Batman. That mm-hmm. might be kind of cool. It might be. I mean, it, and do you, you think, you know, just kind of start with Nightwing and then just move him in right into Batman? Or, I mean, to me, Nightwing usually stands stronger by himself. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I can go maybe, I don't know. Maybe he'll he'll feel this sense of responsibility that, you know, maybe he feels like the, the symbol of Batman is just stronger than he could ever be as Nightwing. So maybe he feels like it needs to come back to the city. I don't know. There there could be some interesting stuff that happens there. Yeah, it to- I mean, there's a lot going on. A lot we don't know, and when we don't know, I usually feel a little better about the movie. So um, <laughs> with Nightwing, we'll talk about maybe maybe you're right. Maybe he'll become Batman, whoever they cast, uh, because there's also the t- the Titans TV show that Warner Brothers is working on. Yeah, that's right. That will be on their DC uh, streaming service whenever that comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some casting news for that. The actress Tegan Croft from the show, I believe, Home and Away, has been cast as Rachel Roth, also known as Raven. Have never heard of her before. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I don't think they're going to cast a lot of people we know for these uh, Titan, this Titan project. Probably go low budget, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but are you, you're familiar with Raven from watching the the Teen Titans show, right? Yeah, from the from the uh, animated TV show. I think that's probably a, a lot of people's way into the Teen Titans was that first animated series. You know, they've had to have, like, comic books, and uh, I think they're even coming out with, like, an animated movie soon that's kind of more uh, mature. Okay. Uh, and then there's also maybe rumors out there that maybe the animated series could come back. I'm not sure since they're doing this live-action version. But uh, Raven was uh, she was a cool character. So Raven um, is currently... There's a show Teen Titans Go, which is on, and she... Um, it, it, this is a description. You tell me the, if this is right or if it matches up with what you know. Is that Raven is the daughter of a demon and a powerful empath who must keep her emotions in check or risk unleashing her demonic side. Yeah, I mean that sounds pretty badass. And she's pretty monotone, she's, uh, so, so that's probably her keeping herself in check. So from what I've seen, and, and mostly cartoon stills and pop vinyls, is she wears a hoodie and has like a dark face, and you can like see her eyes and mouth usually. Mm-hmm. And um, she's just very like you know no nonsense kind of kind of a character. Does that does that sound about right? I mean you you yeah, have more uh, exposure to, the, to her than I do, so I'm just uh, winging it uh, here. Uh, back in the day, the easy description would have just been she's emo, you know, mainly because okay. the way she looks and kind of the way hot she talks, topic but. girl. Got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. So I mean, does that? I mean, does if they keep her true to this, does that have you more interested in Titans than? than yeah, you would I'm kind. Of, I'm kind of curious if there's going to be any familiar faces with the casting, um, especially with. Uh, I don't know if they're going to go with Ro- like Robin or Nightwing. Uh, I, I guess Robin, since it would be kind of confusing if they put Nightwing in this TV show also um yeah i'm curious to see how the rest of the cast rounds out and maybe what grouping that they're going to go with because i think sometimes the teen titans group can change so i don't think it necessarily has to be cyborg beast boy raven starfire and robin uh like it was in the animated show and it would be weird to have cyborg in there since he's also in the universe Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah it's gonna have to be a little bit of a, a different team okay i mean i don't know i mean i've seen dc like they have a flash tv show and they're working on a flash movie um, I don't know. We'll see how they they play it out, but I definitely know Beast Boy. I think was it's like yeah, they're gonna they're gonna definitely have Beast Boy in there because I don't think they're gonna give him his own movie. <laughs> if I was a betting man. Uh, speaking of DC TV shows, Arrow, uh, the um, producer said they're working actively on season seven, even though season six is coming out this year. So do you think they're they're getting a little antsy here with it or or what? Well, I guess that just goes to to show you that the CW has enough um, belief in the show that it's going to go at least two more seasons. I think, it, you know, if anybody is a long-time listener to this show, they know that I've, I checked out an era of Arrow last season for, for good, so I don't think anything's going to bring me back to Arrow unless Oliver Queen dies and they just kind of reboot the show. Uh, I don't think they need to reboot the universe, but maybe just, like, bring in a new Arrow, just recast them, and just, like, just kind of redo it all over again. Yeah, it'd be hard to recast the universe now that they've got all these other shows that exist in there. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely with the ability of The Flash and the Legends of Tomorrow, they could find another world and timeline and kick it off that way. Um, also, on that note, DC, uh, they also, the Greg Berlanti, I believe, is, who's put all these shows on DC, including Black Lightning, mm-hmm. says he has no plans to add another one next year. Um, I don't believe him. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> we don't believe you, Greg. <laughs> yeah, look, look. You, you, every year you've added a new TV show. 
And how many are we at now? Five. Okay. Yeah. Enough for every day of the week. Did, did he? <laughs> was he in charge of Constantine? I don't remember. Um, I don't think he. I don't think he was. Just because I think that was NBC to start out with. Well, uh, Supergirl was CBS though. Um, yeah. so, uh Nope. Constantine. Nope. It was not. It was by Daniel Cerrone and David Goyer. So it's a uh, oh Goyer. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't. We can't win. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't see his name on here. Thankfully. So I guess Constantine um, definitely. I think they say they're looking to put him in Legends of Tomorrow next season, like a little bit. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know any other shows they could exploit too well. But they brought this obscure Black <laughs> Lightning character to the front. Yeah, so, we'll have to see if that pays off for him. Yeah, definitely. So that's that's our DC news for the show. We got quite a bit of it wrapped up in there. A really fun one. I, I liked I like that. Another one. Uh, we're gonna switch over to TV. Agents of Shield coming back this spring i guess january for its uh fifth season i believe mm-hmm. and um a on-set video from the uh actress chloe bennett was talking about doing workouts in between scenes um it's very distracting video mike that's why i wanted the <laughs> screenshot in the as you can tell from the screenshot in the back uh, this blue skinned guy who looks like yondu if i was gonna be yeah. honest walks uh-huh. by um kind of confirming maybe uh the kree will make a reappearance this season yeah, I I think this type of image is just hilarious because you don't know if it's staged. I'm assuming it's not because, you know, you just have Yo-Yo and um, uh, I guess her name's Quake now on the show. You have Yo-Yo and Quake uh, touching each other's butts. on, on Their butts on, are touching. They're not touching <laughs> butts. The butts are touching. <laughs> In front of stage 15, it looks like. And, yeah, you just it looks like a casual Yondu is just walking by in the background. But we all know there's no reason for Yondu to be on a set anywhere anymore, mm-hmm. I guess, spoilers. But yeah. uh, So you think, you go, what's the other blue people that could be involved? And you do say Cree. Cree. And I love that, like, that's how you find out what's going to be in a show is based on what's in the background because that's always what like everybody's always dreaming of when they see like these uh videos or pictures go up online like oh what's in the background and it's always nothing but nope we got a blue guy in the background yeah this was like halfway through the video and he just kind of walks by while they're like you know talking about doing squats and stuff like that like working out and um he's too much like yondu for me to kind of believe it for a second <laughs> uh-huh. because we have seen kree in agents of shield since i believe season one Mm-hmm. Um, there was some, one in a tube at Project Tahiti. There were two that came down, I believe, a couple seasons ago uh, from Earth's orbit to fight uh, the Inhumans. Yeah, so, during that, um, the Hive season. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so there's that. And, you know, at the end of season uh, four of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, spoiler alert, they end up in space. So where the Kree are. So I think, you know, there's a high chance they're going to be it, but... He just looks too much like Yondu to, to feel comfortable saying that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I don't. I guess you had seen the video, so I don't know if you get a chance to see the top of his head. But I guess in this specific screenshot, you can't even tell if he has the fin on his head. Yeah, it it, it was hard. It was very hard to tell when he walked by. I mean, they're moving around the whole time. They're not just standing like that while he walks by. So, um, yeah, definitely. I think I think the Kree are cool. Uh, again, Captain Marvel is supposedly going to have the Kree Scroll War in it. Coming up, uh, I think space is gonna. Marvel's gonna get a lot of space stuff coming on uh, pretty soon in the, in the future. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Are you excited to see Kree back in the show? I mean, that gonna keep you keep you going through at least one more season. I just want to see Sword Man. I want to see Sword come to this universe, and I want to see how they pull it off. I don't know if it's gonna be through television or through movies, but I, I want some sort of established force of humans in space. Okay, because that means it's just easier for us to just like uh, go on fun adventures. <laughs> I I think we just. Uh, you know, merge men in black into the Marvel universe, really. And, and that's how we handle it. Yeah, there you go. So there's that. Also from space involving the Kree would be the Inhumans TV show coming up. Oh, uh, here we go. And <laughs> there's a review embargo in place. Uh, so much so that this first impression wasn't even a review, really. An impression mm-hmm. was being removed from websites all over the internet by ABC. Um, yeah. The first episode impression from this person uh in this review embargo um let me tell you um it sucks so (laughs) it's bad like it's it's bad this is from the pilot episode so i believe i don't know if it's either the first episode or what's going to be in theaters i i don't know i they he didn't say uh but it it does not come off as as well 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess uh, we should just go ahead and read it here real quick. Um, It says, quote, uh, Simply awful. I'm so disappointed since I generally love everything Marvel does, but this is absolutely terrible. The dialogue is atrocious. The fight sequences are shockingly choreographed. The sets, or more so obvious, the green screen, aren't that crash hot either okay i've never heard someone say crash hot before that's interesting um it's only saving grace's lockjaw who is adorable as one of the few people who actually liked iron fist wow that's surprising uh, i can easily say this is scott buck's worst work yet so that almost gives this critique some credibility it's, this is coming from a person it's that it's liked it's iron fist it's just a whole new level like, of low <laughs> yeah exactly even if you can find a way to like iron fist you're not gonna like in humans from this person's point of view yeah and that's not good <laughs> yeah so again that's the first episode a lot of people have been very supportive of me and like but that's just the first episode chris the rest could be great and like i guess uh, it took Shield several seasons to get off the ground, not eight, eight yeah. episodes. Yeah, but so that was so Shield's in what season now? It, Six. It will be five. It's one behind five? Arrow. Yeah. So that was five years ago. That first season came out. It does make you wonder if TV shows even are going to have that chance anymore to stick around f- to even try to find its footing. Because I give I do give TV a lot more leeway than I would a movie. You know, the first episode, even maybe the first half season. I can kind of maybe look past and try to get into, you know, because usually it's by like, I think episode six before like the writing staff even starts to get feedback from out there in the real world um, of what's going on. So usually they can kind of like adjust. So, uh, but yeah, this isn't, this isn't good news, man. <laughs> yeah, it's not good news. And, and that's fine. Uh, I'm still going to try to keep my hopes up and go in, but it's not looking like this is what we, what we deserved. Um, yeah, overall. I, I, I saw online this morning trying to Google and find this uh, review that was, you know, removed everywhere. Um, I guess Scott Buck has been out there in the world telling people to make sure that you see this in IMAX and not watch it on your phone. So it makes me think he's worried that, you know, people are just going to watch his show on their phones and they're going to judge it wrongly based on the screen size. I think (laughs) my thing is I think IMAX is probably telling him to say that because since IMAX is footing the bill. Uh, uh-huh. They're probably like, you know, tell people don't wait to watch this at home. Tell them to go to the theater uh-huh. because we're specifically doing this for this. So um, <laughs> that, that's my theory on that. But I also agree, don't watch anything on your fucking phones, people. <laughs> TV shows, movies, whatever. Just open up a new tab, put it in the background. Small on your screen, but don't watch it on your phone. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I could see where you're coming from with a big spectacle. You do want to – I'm sure Christopher Nolan doesn't watch you want you watching Dunkirk on your iPhone. But at the same time, the story of whatever you're watching should be good enough to translate to a small screen. You know, some, some people, you know, some people out there in, like, developing countries – uh, can on, only have the resources to get a smartphone because they do everything on it, literally everything on it. Like they run their businesses on their smartphones and they can't afford a big TV. So you might only be able to watch Dunkirk on your phone or Inhumans on your phone. So Scott Buck, well, I hope your story is good enough that I it don't, looks good on a I don't phone. think those people are paying for it either, Mike. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think piracy and torrenting runs rampant in, in third world countries. So uh, I think you can probably go down to the corner and pick up the VHS copy that someone filmed at the IMAX and – man vhs <laughs> yeah uh so but yeah so i mean the the review impressions aren't, aren't good um i'm still gonna see it i'm gonna watch it through uh but on that note um i, I don't have this in our show notes it, this could maybe leave the door open and some budget for agent carter to come back uh, Ooh, that'd be cool her show was recently canceled um uh-huh. that she had i forget what it was even called um but the, the whole reason that she was she met with the president of uh, marvel Marvel Studios at not um, I can't think of his name. He shared the pictures of Thanos the other day. Man, it's gonna drive me nuts. Uh, he did, he directed most of the shorts, the one shots already, mm-hmm. um, including her big one. So they said that you know ABC wanted to pull her to a bigger name show off of Agent Carter. Well, if, she, if that's gone and in humans bombs, Agent Carter might come back and get that third you know small eight episode season. Uh, again. That that. That might be kind of cool. So, I'd like to see her again. That might be a saving grace here. So uh, knock on wood that maybe those talks with her and that that president are, are going to be fruitful. So <laughs> I, I do like the progression that you've had uh, about the Inhumans like this last year, Chris, or even this whole podcast um, <laughs> that we've been recording. At first, 
you were super hyped because I think we talked about it, um, the Inhumans coming it's to the movie. cinematic universe. Yeah. And then we didn't hear too much about it anymore. And then so, but then, oh, it's, now it's being uh, relegated to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and television. And you're like, okay, I'm still on board with this. <laughs> and, and then we start to see the trailers and we start to hear the footage. And you're like, no, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still on Team Inhuman. This is going to be awesome. It's going to be an IMAX, man. And then now you're starting to come around and be like, hey, well, we might get Agent Carter out yeah. of it if it doesn't end up being good. So trying to find that silver lining. I'm, I'm just trying to stay, stay positive here, Mike. We live in a world where we can be picky about our superhero TV shows and, and be, <laughs> you know, like, you know, if this one doesn't work, so what, the next one's just going to pop up anyway. So uh-huh. uh, I, I'm, I'm glad we live in that world uh, of, of good, good stuff. But, I mean, at the same time, I, I blame a lot of the Inhumans on um, the president of Marvel Entertainment, Ike Perlmutter. And I believe you did a little research on him recently. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he's kind of a dick. All around, <laughs> worst person ever in charge of Marvel. He is the one who canceled Fantastic Four comics because of the movies, like, kind of person. Like, And he his big push for film was the Inhumans project. So I think his push is what's causing this to to come through even though everybody was like we're not ready for it yet so mm-hmm. um to hell with you ike even <laughs> even if you're listening so anyway star wars episode nine not episode Ooh. eight mike we're gonna jump jump a whole movie forward has Jumping enlisted in. uh jack thorne uh, a writer he described he wrote the movie wonder to rewrite on the film um the original to to, to preface this the original episode nine script was done by Colin Trevorrow, the treatment, who's doing episode eight, mm-hmm. and then I believe is that right? Is it, no, no. Ryan Johnson did it. Colin Trevorrow is a director of nine. Him and his buddy worked on it, and then Jack Thorne will go through and, and finish it up. So, um, I, I, everyone was like, "Oh no, they're rewriting." It. I'm like, "They're not rewriting the whole movie. Like, they're just working on it more." And if they got yeah. time in Star Wars world, why not? You know? Yeah, I mean, Ed, this is technically the the last film of this story arc, you know, of these three films. So I guess they got to make sure it's on point, you know? Yeah. And, and it is, uh, one of those things where it's like, it's got to wrap up a lot of stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I think, I think that's fine. I think, you know, more eyes on it usually works out better than just one person doing the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I really hope, uh, I really hope star Wars, the, this December really knocks it out of the park just because I feel like, uh, my legs have getting, uh, gotten a little wobbly just because, you know, you know, we, we weren't, we left rogue one in awe, because of that awesome ending scene, but you know the whole story as a whole doesn't really sit with us too well. And then you start thinking back to Force Awakens, and you're like, "Oh, that movie was super fun, awesome seeing Harrison Ford again. Love the new characters, but it basically was just a New Hope retold with a bigger Death Star." So I'm really hoping this next Star Wars movie just kind of puts us in a whole new story. You know, we just really jump into our new characters, and we can just really bathe in this new newness of Star Wars. Yeah, I'm, I feel confident in that. I think, again, Star Wars, the first one was to rebuild faith after the prequels, and then this mm-hmm. one's like, you know what? They've got we've got their trust. Let's 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 tell our story. So yeah, and they and they might have to hit us really strong, you know, because we might have to fumble through the Han Solo movie before we get to Episode Nine. That's true, and, but and this one's also um, uh, Carrie Fisher's last movie, so it has a lot yeah. of writing on it as well. Mm-hmm. So we, we got that going. Uh, some internet controversy, as is tradition, <laughs> over this next thing. Deadpool two has shared the first official images of Zazy Beats as Domino. Domino, and uh, a lot of people are kind of up in arms, and some people uh. are not up in arms. Um, I'm not up in arms over this, Mike. Uh, but I got to tell you, the first—I mean, the first one—it's a little to me. The first thing I thought of was the movie Spaceballs, with John <laughs> Candy's character, um, um, Barf the Barf. Mog. Uh-huh. But yeah. uh, because she, she's she's obviously uh, an African American uh, person with a white eye patch, whereas the comic she's pale white with a dark black eye patch. I don't care. The movies are going to be good anyway, um, but the white eye patch reminds me of like the dog's eye patch from there. So yeah, well the thing the thing that's great about the Deadpool movies is there's a chance that Deadpool might directly address people that are upset about this casting or this look in the movie while you're watching it, which is really great. And I also like the idea where when he like meets Domino, he might be like, "You look." He might say, "You look like Barf from Spaceballs," and we might all have a good laugh. And then she'll like kick him in the nuts or something like that, or she'll cut his arm off or, sh- or shoot him in the leg, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I I like that they can just do that in this universe that they're making, but. I didn't even really know that there was controversy around her look. Like when the images dropped earlier this week, I was like, oh, no, she she looks awesome. I'm totally fine with it. And actually, 
this was kind of a logic, almost like a logical conclusion. Like when she was cast, I think I saw some fan art that looked really similar to this. I mean, it's just like there's she's not she doesn't have a whole lot of like fantastical look to her. She doesn't really have like a costume necessarily. It's just basically all of the the thing around her face. So it's like there's only really two ways you can do it. You know, you either invert it or do it the way it was in the comic book. So. I think she looks really cool. Yeah, I think she looks really cool. Um, and the first one, and then the second image is an homage to the very first Deadpool image we got. Uh, mm-hmm. It was her laying in front of a fireplace, but using Deadpool's suit as like a bearskin rug. <laughs> yeah, which which is really fun. So there's that going on. I uh, to for those people who don't know, Domino, uh, her name is Nina Thurman in the comic books, and she has um, she's really good at like she's excellent marksmanship, hand to hand skills, great mercenary level kind of person, but she possesses. Uh, probability altering powers so she can like i don't know how they're going to show that off but they they, she can work things out in her favor kind of thing or Mm -hmm. or to to the the odds to be in her favor for what she's working on so um other than that yeah i'm fine with this this doesn't bother me at all like i'm yeah i'm totally on board like deadpool i have full faith in them like they have fun like negasonic teenage warhead doesn't match her comic book part and nobody complained about that then so <laughs> yeah exactly so uh chill out people chill out man chill out let it let it ride x-men dark phoenix is filming mike we can't we can't escape it um jessica chastain has confirmed her role as lalandra queen of the shiar empire for the film so um she's showing up there on set so that's cool with me I'm really interested. Obviously, I'm not looking forward to the movie, but I'm really interested to see how they pull off her look visually. One of my favorite things about live-action superhero adaptations is seeing how the costume pans out, You know, especially depending whether they're working with a movie budget or a TV budget. So, And since this, what, this is taking place in the 80s, 90s? I don't 90s. remember. 90s. So I like to think maybe they'll kind of use like 90s science fiction influence to design her costume. So... Like, so she might not look like futuristic. She might kind of look like future retro. And I'm kind of curious how chrome they're going to go. So I think I think she could look really cool. Yeah, she's kind of like, like, kind of like a bell-shaped head or hair line kind of going on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, But, I mean, this is, again, another th- chance where Fox is kind of breaking the mold. They're going into space a little bit. Uh, Marvel has Guardians, but I think, you know, leaving Earth and taking the mutants to space is a huge difference, a huge needed change for the Fox franchise that has um, arguably run the longest, I think. Out of anything. <laughs> arguably. Yeah. <laughs> the quality is not the best by any means, but it has been around since <laughs> they're, they're shooting for that quantity over quality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely going for that. So um, I'm okay with this. Send them to space and meet the Shi'ar. Let's, let's see what goes on here. So I'm down with this. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I believe it was at our comic con episode. We talked about, a Doctor Doom movie possibly in works at Fox, um, mm-hmm. and we're not going to talk about the emotions that made us feel. But <laughs> the actor Mads Mikkelsen, uh, who you might know from Rogue One uh, and Doctor Strange, is interested mm-hmm. in the role of Doctor Doom. I actually think that would be really cool. I like that idea. Uh, he is very menacing. He looks like a, a, he'd be a pretty good bad guy, and I think he might be a good Doctor Doom. Yeah, and Doctor Doom is in the the leader of the country Latveria, which I believe is also mm-hmm. Eastern European. So he kind of has that look already about him. Um, he he's kind of scary. Uh, I believe he played Hannibal on the TV show for several years. Uh-huh. Uh, it's kind of unsettling I, guy to, to 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 deal with. Yeah. You know what I don't get about Doctor Doom? So Doctor Doom is a very he's a force to reckon with in the Marvel universe. He's like a, he's a he's a big baddie that usually takes a, a, a lot to take him down. Like he's a, he's a he's a big ruler of his own country and everything and. He knows his uh, technology, and he's. I think does he have magic yeah, too? He he kind of mixes technology with magic, making yeah, that, him that you know very, very dangerous person. Yeah, so it's just like in the two Fantastic Four franchises that we've had so far. Why did they they have to do Doctor Doom in the very first movie? It could have been cool to build up to him because he's such like a badass. Well, I think the the problem with that is when Fox looks at these all in all four, even the unreleased Fantastic Four movies, Doctor Doom has been the villain. Because Doctor Doom is integrated into the origin of the Fantastic Four. Yeah, they could always just push that off. I, well, I, I totally agree. They could they could work their way around it, but I think that's why they keep looking at that very like very hard, like with a microscope. Like, no, he has to be here for this to work, and he really doesn't. So I, I definitely agree agree with that. I think you know Doctor Doom's great. I saw an image of uh, Doctor Doom uh, cosplay versus his movie from like what twenty fifteen. 
uh-huh. um, the other day, and same with Apocalypse, uh, how the cosplay is much better than the final product. I forgot how bad he looked <laughs> yeah. in that movie. So, Chris, I think what we need to do is we need to find out legally how long Fox has to make another Fantastic Four movie before it reverts back to Marvel. And we need to find a way to delay the movie. Like, is there anything that we can do as, like, two people to just maybe go in there and, like, I don't know, like, spill some coffee or, like, just, like, put some fish in the air vents? Is there any sort of hijinks that we can do to delay this movie from coming out to where uh, we can just get it back in Marvel's hands? Yeah, I think we can also make a movie about it, you know, Uh, you know. Get our four people together and pull our own Fantastic Four movie off to delay their Fantastic Four movie. Like, um, I think it's seven years. If I if I I think it might be seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I don't know because it's it's very weird because ninety four because they made the movie in ninety four they never released just to keep the rights and then they never released it. So it's mm-hmm. definitely been a, a very very fun uh, ride to see that. So hopefully it comes back sooner than later and they just kind of give up on it. Uh, some other we're gonna talk about some more movies that are the comic books that aren't main properties here, but like Hellboy coming up, um, mm-hmm. Rise of the Blood Queen is no longer the subtitle technically, so huh? it's just right. being called Hellboy again, um, which I think might be to maybe reduce confusion. Like, is this a sequel or is it mm-hmm. a continue or a, a continuation or is it a reboot? So I think that's that's a smart move. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're no longer using the subtitle Rise of the Blood Queen, and they've added the actor in McShane as Professor Broom. Um, you know, in McShane from American Gods. Um, mm-hmm. I forget what other us. Uh, I guess he was in the Pirates Four movie that I slept through uh, <laughs> as Blackbeard. But he, uh, Professor Broom, is the person who finds Hellboy and like raises him. And he was played by John Hurt in the original movies. So he's like he's like the adopted daddy. I think that'd be Ian McShane has a cool presence. So I'd I'd welcome him into a a a rated R Hellboy movie. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so too. I think he he. Something about him, man. He just he just knows how to bring seriousness, and you're like, okay, I'm going to take him seriously now, kind of thing. So I, I agree with that. Another comic property called the Eternal Warrior it sounds like some sort of wrestling name in my book um, <laughs> is to be played by Dave Bautista uh, for, in the, in the movie version. Um, and Eternal Warrior is a valiant comics character who apparently uh, he was like an old warrior from way back when and he died and he was like resurrected but now he like finds out he can't die so that's why he's the eternal warrior like he he can die but he's like brought back to life and he feels like he remembers everything the pain the whatever happened to him this this <laughs> just already everything that's being described about this movie sounds like something that's probably gonna like release in like March and no one's gonna go see it <laughs> it needs a better name I think um <laughs> But apparently this character, like, it's also, like, related to other properties they're working on Valiant. Um, Archer and Armstrong film they're working on apparently is the brother to one of these characters. Um, Whether it's Archer or Armstrong, I don't remember. So, like, Valiant's kind of trying to, I guess, maybe trying to build their connected universe up a little bit as well. But they're not doing very well in my book. So, (laughs) um, I think they still have, is it, a one-shot? No, not one-shot, um... There's a, a web series that we're working on, and we, we talked about some images the other day. So, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I'm, Mike doesn't sound sold, so never mind. I mean, good luck building a franchise on characters that no one really knows. So <laughs> it's gonna be very hard. It's gonna be very hard. Uh, but a franchise people do know is Aladdin, Mike, and they've cast the actor Marwan Kanzari uh, as Jafar. He's from the Mummy movie, and he'll be debuting bigger in Murder on the Orient Express later this year as well. So yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I guess it's live action, so uh, it wouldn't just be a voice. Yeah, so just doing a quick Google search, I guess. Yeah, he could he could be Jafar. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he's definitely gonna need a little a little more. Uh, I guess they're gonna have to make him look like it. So, um, but I mean, that's fine with me. I mean, uh, sure, why not? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. We're cl- all waiting. We're all waiting on that Aladdin and uh, Jasmine casting right now. Yeah, uh, don't don't they? Do they not have those? I don't remember. No, I thought I, I thought it's just been the genie and Jafar so far. Maybe no, they did no, cast they, Jasmine, Jasmine. Jasmine is a girl from Power Rangers, and yeah, that's right. Did they? I I don't think they've they've cast Aladdin yet, have they? Um, let me see here. I'm just gonna do a quick Google. Yeah, they they have it. They have it right here. Um, oh. I I can't remember his name because I don't I don't know him off the top of my head. But do you remember who the, the, the genie is? 
Uh, yeah, it's a uh, Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith. There you go. I so guess the that's a- the. Uh, I guess that's one of the uh, consequences um, when you're trying to cast a movie um, accurately to the region that it's in, which is good. But you're gonna you're gonna get actors that no one really knows. Yeah. So the first actor, uh, the the guy who's playing Aladdin, is Mena Masoud, and he's a relatively unknown actor with a thin resume. So there you go. Um, and then the other one is Naomi Scott, who was in um, Power Rangers as that. So. I, just, I mean, I hope this. I hope this movie is good. It starts. <laughs> really it starts good. filming this month. Uh, it's from Guy Ritchie, and again, like his last movie, it wasn't good, but his um, King Arthur movie didn't offend me in any way. <laughs> so, so he's got that go for him. So, I mean, the Aladdin cast. I mean, they're much farther along in this movie than I thought they'd ever be. So, mm-hmm. uh, I guess we can look forward to you know pop vinyls coming out of these characters, Mike. <laughs> That's all Chris ever thinks about that, is the pop vinyl. That Will Smith genie is going to be weird to look at. So I feel I feel like if you were an executive of a movie studio, you'd start hearing pitches and you'd be like, hmm, I don't think that movie's going to make a good pop vinyl. What Next. about pop vinyls the movie, Mike? I mean, oh the emoji movie's working out. There's pop vinyls no. the movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> I probably just jinxed it. Now it's going to happen. Uh-huh. Um, if you were going to do the genie, though, in Aladdin, would you do him live action Will Smith or would you make him cartoon animated? I I think he's got to be CG. Okay. I, th- I I feel like Will Smith is probably going to do like the motion capture, and you might see some of his like facial expressions kind of shine through a little bit. But yeah, I can't imagine it's just going to look like a blue Will Smith. I imagine it's going to be a lot like Shaq in that Shazam movie that never really happened. <laughs> okay, sure. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, there's a, I don't know what it's called, but either way, but like I don't know. Hopefully, it comes out well. So cross fingers for him. Disney usually does pretty well. Their live action stuff's been above par, I feel, lately. Pacific Rim 2, Mike, you're looking forward to it, but it's been yeah, pushed boy. back to March 23rd, 2018. What was the other date? I don't I don't remember when it was supposed to come out. I think out. it was like January. I think it was... Oh. I, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have the original date, but I know it was pushed back. February, one whole month back. I mean, that's probably a good sign. I mean, the closer you move it to the summer, I guess the more uh, uh, hope you have in the movie. So I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah, I know it was moved back, and then it's near – it's it's one week before Ready Player One, I think, now. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, second weeks are hard, hard to win, but I know it definitely um, – it's March is, March is a better month, I think, uh, than – in late February, so yeah, it's gonna have more know, competition. Weird. So that that means that the studio's got to have more hope for the movie. Yeah, knock on wood. I mean, it, it's not R rated, so it can't be mid February. It can't be Valentine's Day date movie, Mike. <laughs> gotta have that R rating for that these days. Yeah. So I hope we see more of this. I really want to see a first full trailer. Like, I need I need to see yeah. some of this. A real, not just kind of like the fake propaganda type trailer. Yeah, I want to see these. I want to see the why the kaiju are back. What the new ones look like. What's going on? Bring, take me back to the Pacific Rim, Mike. I need to go there. <laughs> take me back. Yes, uh, the Bumblebee movie, not the oh. <laughs> not B movie, Bumblebee movie, uh, has added John Cena as the lead role. <laughs> oh my god, this is crazy. I actually kind of want to see the movie now. Oh man, and it has a December 2018 release, Mike. So it's going to be bumping right up against Aquaman there. Oh my god, the only the only thing that's going to make me enjoy this movie is if somehow they try to embrace that John Cena meme. Okay. In the movie, have you have you seen that meme we're, or come across it? I, I've never seen it. I've only seen pictures saying John Cena was in it, but I've never seen him in any of them. Oh, so so the John the John Cena meme. Is like when you're um, you're wa- you're watching like a video or something. So you're talking about the one where it's kind of like you get Rick rolled with the John Cena intro. Yeah, exactly. But so, it's kind of like it ruins your ears. I'm, I'm talking <laughs> about the other one where like nobody sees John Cena like when he's in a photo. Like, oh, I didn't know that was. A meme. Yeah, that's another. There's like two of them now. So John Cena, the meme master. If they can somehow incorporate that into a movie, I just I just love. John, I love to imagine John Cena's character being introduced um, in the movie somehow is accompanied by really loud trumpets, but just uh, just happenstance. I mean, why why even do this movie? Just just why <laughs> even? I don't even know anymore. Like I I lost interest with John Cena, so Mike gained interest. We don't. Oh, where's this gonna? I, I don't even know. I anymore. think they just need to double down on the broiness. So make sure that you're getting that prime primo hot pocket and Mountain Dew sponsorship for the movie if John Cena is gonna be in it. Just go all in. Just have We're, Bumblebee actually like join like a 
like a, a robot wrestling federation or something. Actually, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and pitch this movie. So, uh, okay. Trans- the Transformers have been around long enough now, so now humans aren't really scared of them anymore. They're just kind of like palling around with okay. them. You know, it's like, oh, they're just friends and buddies. You know, some of them are like, you know, they work on, they work for firefighters, you know. Some of them are like cops now. They all got blue collar jobs. But some of them, they're working in the entertainment industry. There's a whole robot fighting league out there now. And uh, John Cena, he's like the organizer guy. He's like the boss that like uh, puts them all together and organizes the robot fighting league. And, you know, Bumblebee, he's fallen on the hard time. And, you know, he's lost all of his friends, you know, all his other, um, um, uh, all of his Optimus buddies. They've all gone back to Cybertron or whatever. I don't even know where the movies are at anymore. I don't even know if they can go I've back. Lost, but, I've lost where you are, Mike. Bring <laughs> it down a little but, bit here. But, but Bumblebee, he's just in this uh, robot fighting league now. And this that's how you bring John Cena in a movie. There you go. Did you just pitch that Hugh Jackman movie where he fights robots? <laughs> Hugh Jackman can be in it too, man. He's not Wolverine anymore. Oh. He's got nothing to do, right? Oh, man. So... All I know about the Bumblebee movie is I'm pretty sure it's set in the 80s, so we got that going for me, but you did sell me on the Hot Pockets of Mountain Dew idea, and while you've been <laughs> rambling on about whatever robots fighting, I looked uh, up when Hot Pockets were created. Can you guess what year Hot Pockets were created, Mike? Oh, is it in the 80s? 1983. Hey, there you go, man. So if you have Mountain Dew and Hot Pockets, they retro-brand themselves to the 80s, oh, what they look like in the man. 80s. man. There it we're is. We're already making money. We've already paid back the advertising budget just with this man. that's right and you know what if they use this idea mountain dew and hot pockets you listen to us we want lifetime supplies of both of those yeah basically you just got to insulate yourself from all the risks that this movie could happen if this movie flops it doesn't matter because it's already made its money yep that's right and you know what you know what's going to even insulate the transformers franchise even more mike what's that they are making animated movies yet again of transformers that they're going to release theatrically what the act what yep i i I was kind of on board and and didn't really think much about it when you said animated movie because i was like oh you know just like a dc animated movie or like a marvel one you know just coming straight to dvd blu-ray but theatrically yep and then um so that's great everyone loves the old animated you know transformers movies right well sadly these will be set in the live action universe mike so (laughs) okay you got too excited too quick I mean, I just don't really get it because it's just like, obviously, it's probably not going to be 2D animated just because they don't make 2D animated uh, th- features anymore. So if it's going to be kind of like computer rendered, like half of the Transformer movies already are computer rendered. It's kind of like that argument of like, is the next Lion King movie actually live action or is it just all made in a computer, you know? So uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very confusing. And, and then they're, they're promising. I, I say they're threatening to do one a year in the theater after an initial launch. So one oh, animated movie per year. They didn't say anything about live action. So they might alternate, but like, I still think this is a threat. They're threatening us with Transformers movies, Mike, and I don't appreciate it one bit. I feel like they're just like, fuck it. I mean, just this just gets us closer to the crossover with like G.I. Joe and Fast and the Furious, which, is the, which they're always pitching out there on the internet. So let's just do that. If they're just going to go off the deep end, just fold it in with uh, Dominic Toretto. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... What the Rock is in the live action Transformers movie, or not live action Transformers, but the live action GI Joe? And oh my God, they they could be long lost twins, or it's oh. the same character. He's he has Roadblock. Uh, okay, and then then they're driving the cars, which are Transformers. Oh my gosh, Mike, Chris, sign us up, people. <laughs> Hollywood, hire us. Yeah, to make your next Transformers. We're ideas, movie. people. We can do this. We can. Do, we it's going to be awful, but it doesn't matter because you're already insulating yourself look, from the financial risk. It can't so you're just be giving worse us than hiring someone you already know who's going to charge. We'll, we'll we'll charge you half of their salary. To yeah. Let's do this. Think think about the marketing potential you have of two untested directors. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't need to direct this, Mike. Don't don't put that on us. We will. We'll be your idea. We'll be the producers. <laughs> There you go. Produced Transformers 18, produced by Superhero Slate. Okay, that's right. Tra- the Transformers versus G.I. Joe meets the Fast and the Fast Furious. Fast and the Furious. But I think we need to fold in one more out-of-bounds franchise. I don't care whether the studio owns it or not. Um, uh, what should we throw in there, Chris? Some sort of live... Uh, how, maybe the, the Expendables? Maybe we can finally just expend them in the movie? Uh, I think I think that's a little too far. I mean, it does they both have Jason Statham in there, so I see where you're uh, going. You get, yeah, too many twins and clones what a, up there. What about the Transporter franchise? Ooh, Transporter or the Terminator. Both. You know what? Just put them both in there. You know what? Yeah, by 18, we'll have to have two more, so I agree. Yeah. 
Yep. Gosh. Sky Skynet meets uh <laughs> meets Megatron, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're blowing my mind here. But Woo! but in all, all right. seriousness, what if one of these animated movies is Beast Wars? <laughs> Whoa. Okay, Chris. All right. You're making me more interested. We're bring, we're bringing it back around. We're 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 less we're less well, mad. Well, you did say you did say it's in the same theatrical universe and Beast Wars is kind of set before human times, I yeah. believe. So it I is. mean, if they want to set this like in pre in like pre uh pre prehistoric, prehistoric era, era. You know? <laughs> Yeah, there you go. And then they meet Ooh, Jurassic yeah. Park. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. Gosh. Gosh, the, Chris, one one of the robots is trapped in amber, and they're cloning robot dinosaurs. Oh my god, that's what happens in uh, in uh, Jurassic World three when they're trying to dig up some more mosquitoes. They they dig up the Allspark. Oh my oh god. god, Chris, we got it. We got to end this. We, yeah, <laughs> uh, our idea like that could be a whole show in and of itself. Bad yeah, idea. There we Isn't go. that on Screen Junkies where they pitch bad movies to to Doug Benson? So yeah, I think I think that is one. All right. Well, if you guys have any transformers movie ideas that are batshit crazy like like the ones we just said email them into us we want to (laughs) know yeah let us know so mike uh if if you end up you know drawing any of these ideas wink wink (laughs) um so we can pitch them to to studios wink wink where can we find that at all right. Well, if you want to see any of my fan fiction uh, Transformers storyboards, you can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you and see what crazy uh, stuff you're pitching out there in the world, where can they follow you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Valdan V A L D A N. I'll post some stuff up there here and there. As I as I, as I uh, get more pop vinyls, you know how it is. I'll put them on there as well because I'm waiting for that pop vinyl of the movie. Write me. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do Whoa, it for cheap. No, real, real quick, no one make a cool pop vinyl? What? When I was watching Return of the King, you know, towards the end of the movie, uh, Sam and Frodo uh, uh, put on disguises to look like orcs. They put on, like, the armor and stuff. That would make a cool pop vinyl. Sam and Frodo in orc, in orc armor. They they haven't done nearly as many Lord of the Rings ones as you'd think, weirdly enough. So... Maybe maybe more. They just released a bunch of new ones. Uh, I got my brother the Balrog. And, oh, that thing's awesome. And then uh, Gandalf from the bridge of uh, Casa Doom there. So mm. uh, definitely. And I think we have a Twilight Ring Wraith floating around here somewhere. So Cool. Yeah, he's pretty scary. He glows in the dark. So uh, there's that. Uh, you can read stuff on Comic UI, listen to film side chats, or check out the videos and stuff I'm doing on the DNN. So uh, all, all over the place. Mike. Your spiel for the end. Wrap it up here. Where can people find us? If this is their first show, they want to hear more. Where can they find us at? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find the show notes. So if you want to check out all these links and stuff we're talking about, you can get everything that we talked about on there. And you can see everywhere that we host the website. And you can see upcoming releases. So if you want to keep track of when all these movies are coming out, we got a page for that. we got everything, man. So you can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can follow us and get us right in your inbox uh, through email. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, and you can pick up some Superhero Slate shirts at superheroslate.com slash store superfan Jim just picked up a shirt and we shared his uh, classy photo on our Instagram page looking so good go in it looking yeah. good yeah if you want to go check out Jim getting buff check out his Instagram account we uh, we uh, tagged him over there so uh, but yeah if you're a fan of the show please consider leaving us a review wherever you uh, wherever you uh, listen to the show we really appreciate that we love the feedback and uh, yeah. if you want to be a super fan like Jim pick up a t-shirt uh, all you got to do is uh, share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be here every week yes especially next week and yes I think we're in August uh, just the, our next spoiler cast is still Kingsman no Inhumans then Kingsman so no Defenders Defenders oh shit we're <laughs> we are we're two weeks away from Defenders spoiler cast yeah. oh my gosh yeah it's coming up man this um, is like a, it's like a sneaky Avengers on our tail oh that's awesome so that's gonna be great so alright well I guess we'll catch you guys next week then All right, bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. And I opened it up, and it's and it it was on that screen where that gray screen with the loading bar that says installing updates, and I was just like, "Hey, I never told you you could do that."